Okay, it's uh, 1.54 a.m. It's about... an hour and 20 minutes after um, someone walked over past the front of the motorhome where I live and took a picture of the front part of the shed about 12.32 a.m. It happened, and so that's a violation of the um, restraining order in place. So that's just to add context to me um, responding to, again to the three-day notice to perform or quit. I sent a three-day uh, response within a few minutes to let Thomas know that, that all those boxes he was worried about were properly stored in, in a separate entrance location. And he didn't have anything to worry about. And it was going to reduce... Um, uh, some of our um, uh, uh, disagreement, but it doesn't seem to have helped very much. <clears throat> All right, so there's six points, and indeed there's seven. And um, I'm going to uh, have at least one other um, voice recording or something to send or some whatever, because... Uh, the reality is this is uh, is trying to do two things at once by responding as a 60-day notice or uh, by keep it says doesn't modify the contents of the quality or the validity of the previous notice it sure does because it's a completely different re uh, legal um, uh, strategy the strategy is that uh, previously it was just a 60-day notice to quit because that's kind of standard uh, stuff and then we're basically dealing with standard stuff um, I'm a tenant and he's and he's a landlord and you can't kick tenants out during COVID virus and things like that okay so he's granting me tenant rights which is kind of what I needed was asking for and um, so the more we learn about it during COVID and, and stuff like that is that uh, you can't you know, I'm living living in a uh, in a in a shed that's uh, that section twenty fifteen, and I think I'll have to redo that, look at that section. But it's about living in substandard housing, and when you kick somebody out of that, you're supposed to show cause. And if you don't show cause, then you're supposed to pay that relocation fee of eighty four hundred dollars. And Thomas doesn't want to pay the eighty four hundred dollars, and he didn't show cause. So, now this is the new attempt to try to show cause, so he doesn't have to pay that $8,400. I understand that he doesn't want to pay. I didn't even know that that was uh, something that I had a right to ask for. And not only now am I asking for it, but because of Thomas's criminal behavior, I'm asking for uh, some, maybe perhaps some money on top of that, so that in the end, when we supposedly negotiate all that bullshit away, um, I end up with at least the 8400 and uh, an apology from Thomas, perhaps, or, or something. I don't know. Okay, so, it says, note that, anyways, I'm gonna, I'll cover that part uh, in a separate, the 60-day notice part, because uh, that's, that's legal strategy to, to comment on. It's not about... Uh, 
uh, these six points that are being brought up. <clears throat> it says I'm in breach of terms and or. Now, if it's and terms of and covenants of the said license agreement, where is that agreement? It's verbal. And Thomas keeps changing that agreement. And to the point where I do not agree to it. So there is no agreement once he changed the verbal agreement. So I'm not in breach of terms of our original agreement. And there are no covenants. Covenants are supposed to be written as far as I know. <clears throat> so it's just, a, you know, legalese bullshit of writing stuff down to make it sound all legally legal stuff. But it's not very legal. <clears throat> One, refusing the owner access to the shared storage space. I did not refuse him access. I live there. I get to have notice. He's in the past has given me notice. I got an implied contract of about four days notice. I have him on record, on camera, uh, giving me notice in, on our June 30th discussion. And he was telling me that he was going to come in on July 4th. That's five days notice. Okay, so that's an implied contract. We'd been going off of a four or five day notice so as much as he could. I mean, and so we're talking about an implied contract of five days. Now, in light of Thomas's um, aggravating and uh, um, harassment behavior, and, the re and this is a renegotiation of a verbal contract, and he's not honoring the original verbal contract, I'm going to ask for 15 days because then we can end up with 10 days of advanced no written notice. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm supposed to be getting written notice already, at least one day, even if there's no contract, okay? And he's not even following that. So he's been entering this, this space with a no notice and he's claiming that it's shared space instead of me living there. So he's lying. Okay, physically threatening. I did not physically threaten him, as far as I know. Um, blocking passage. Yes, I did try to block passage because he was violating uh, simple decency and law. And I believed he was committing a crime. It turns out with um, looking through these legal documents and stuff like that, I was alleging that crimes were being committed. And if Thomas does that again and under the current restraining order... It is a crime. So, what I thought was a crime is a crime, will be a crime, and he will be arrested if he continues to do it. Uh, multiple cases since receiving the 60-day notice to quit. Um, so, I didn't refuse access. He got access. I did try to block it because I was thought I was watching and stopping a crime. And I was standing up for my rights. And it turned out to be a crime. Two, moving and damaging, okay? Moving is part of the duties I have here as somebody who lives on the property and let's do some shared, some some um, duties so that I can uh, do something in exchange for the rent. And damaging various storage boxes, I didn't damage any. I mean, when you damage things, when you do move them sometimes, it's, something might break, but that's not, that's inadvertent. There's nothing... Uh, untoward about it it happens but it's not like i intended to damage them threatening to throw away items i didn't threaten to throw anything away i threatened to move them i was going to move them down like i said i was going to do and i was going to get or i was going to i was going to put them in storage <clears throat> elsewhere 
So I said I was going to move them out of here. And that's exactly what I did. I moved them right next door, literally inches away from some of those boxes that were one wall away. And they're in a new storage area. He can lock it up. He can be happy. And it's been unused this whole time. It's in the same building. It's the same storage. So let him do that. <clears throat> uh, I didn't throw anything away. Um... In the owner's care, in the short shared space. Nope, didn't throw anything away. Anything left in the short shared space right now is uh, stuff that Thomas has said that I could uh, use. It's like a, there's, a, there's a piece of furniture. There's a table and a chair. And uh, anyways, I'll put together a video of the stuff that's left. It's maybe $50 worth of stuff. It's uh, There's only one high-quality item, which is... Uh, 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 what is that thing called? Uh, darn, I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, it's a, a, a cabinet of, a, of sorts. And it's more solid wood than, than the press wood stuff. So it's something that makes more sense that he might want to use. And we could just put in some press wood stuff. that Because I don't really need heavy-duty solid wood. So... Uh, anyways, that's the only thing of real value in there that's more worth more than, say, $30 that I'm using. And the rest of it is just incidental things that were left in um, drawers that I haven't even looked in. And uh, so they're still there if they were there when I moved in. And uh, we can, you know, if, it's, if there's something missing off of some of those drawers, then I'll pay like a $20 fee or something and everybody should be happy. Uh, let's see. Kevin threatened the owner with legal. Yes. Okay. Threat with legal. I guess that's threatening legal things in our society is a right. Although using the word threat is a bit of a stretch there. And Thomas is now under the legal uh, requirements of the court because what he's been doing has been illegal. It's been criminal. And if he keeps doing it like he did an hour and a half ago, he will get arrested. <clears throat> physical harm? No, I have never threatened physical harm, although I have gotten upset with Thomas, and he has gotten upset with me, and uh, he loves me, and I know I love him, and uh, if this turns into physical altercation, that'll be a huge tragedy, but I have never threatened physical harm. Emotional harm? How do you threaten emotional harm? Oh, I'm going to, this is how you do it. Uh, you, you say, I'm going to cause you emotional harm. No, you get upset. You uh, raise your voice, that kind of thing. And he's the one who's been not just threatening emotional harm, which I have on camera, but he has been inducing emotional harm. He has been expressly trying to make me uh, stressed out. And I have PTSD, so... That makes it even worse. It makes him a horrible person for doing that to somebody with PTSD. And that is one of those things when, why you end up with a civil uh, harassment court order against you. Because that is just not acceptable behavior. <clears throat> and it says, including trying to secure a restraining order. Well, I did secure a restraining order. And the very moment that Thomas was delivering this uh, three-day notice personally to me and he signed it <clears throat> the sheriff was driving up onto the property to serve that uh court notice of court hearing and uh protective order 
And uh, so literally what he was doing would have been considered a crime under those documents. And in fact, it could still be a crime because the elements of service could have been in place and we'll have to ask the judge for that finding. And the elements of service are that the person knows it's a, an illegal, that it is legal documents intended for him and he has to be a reasonable distance away or a reasonable distance to know that it's and it's got to be a person in in the presence that is a third party. So when his friend came up, she's a third party person, and I said those are legal documents, and they pertain to you, and you you know you can have a copy, and uh, so that's a legal service because she was there, okay, and it's all on camera. So that is a legal service of process. That means that the court order applied at that moment. He was supposed to get up and leave. I told him to leave, and he didn't leave. So that was criminal behavior on his part, not leaving when the court order applied. Now, he's violated the court order about an hour ago. Also, after he knew that it was in place, and that the sheriff officially, okay, so this is how he's treating court orders from a judge. Um, judges don't take too lightly or about that. But, you know, I'm sure plenty of people have violated court orders in the past. <clears throat> Including security and training. Okay, so I secured the restraining order. Planning to build a fence. Now, <clears throat> first of all, threaten the owner with legal, physical, emotional harm by planning to build a fence? How do you get legal, physical, or emotional harm because someone is planning to build a fence? And I am not planning to build a fence. I sent him an email, and, and it was to put up a piece of, of a fishing line as a reminder to ring the doorbell so you could honor Kevin's privacy. That is not a fence. This is how much exaggeration I'm dealing with here. I talk about a fishing line. He's talking about building a fence. Not only that, he's saying I'm threatening a, a, a emotional harm and, and physical and legal by planning to build a fence? You know, let's... Take a writing class, shall we? Okay, Kevin O'Malley also tried to physically lock up Thomas at the back of the storage shed. Okay, that's on camera. And what's also on camera is that I was reading Thomas's rights. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to have an attorney present during questioning. Uh, anything you say can and will be used again in the court of law. I don't know if they say against you anymore or something like that. And if you don't understand these rights... An attorney will be, or, or, or if you don't, if you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided by the state. That's only criminal when, when you know, it's only criminal state stuff that you get the attorney provided for you. And Thomas can afford an attorney because he's a wealthy person, so that doesn't apply to him. And uh, it's not the first time I have read him his rights to remind him because when I am photographing or, or uh, collecting this evidence, I want it to be admissible in court, and it all is admissible because he's aware of his rights, okay? Not only that, but under Section 633.5 of the Criminal Code, he's been engaging in criminal action, and I have the right to take it. And the judge, I specifically have that on my website, where I pointed the judge to it in order to get this, uh, this, or, or I, you know... As part of my request, basically uh, ask, you know, look at the, the videos on the website, and the website talks about 633.5, that I'm taking these videos because I think a crime is taking place. And she issued the 
order. So that's her response to that. <clears throat> okay, trying to physically lock up. So I was trying to uh, citizen arrest of Thomas. He escaped essentially the process of a citizen's arrest. So he, the, the status is, once again, I know it's a legal strange zone, but that's why we have judges in our society, so let them figure it out, that uh, he is in a, he's essentially under arrest. I was just going to, if he wants to be in the shed, then stay in the shed. I was going to go dial 911, let them deal with it, because I thought it was criminal behavior, and sure enough, that's exactly what the judge says it is right now if uh, if he does that again and he can if he does it again what he did on camera he can expect to be uh citizen arrested at that point in time and then it will stick <clears throat> so his status is that he's he's an escaped arrestee it's also that his rights have been read to him and that he's been committing crimes okay you guys are alleging um uh, civil stuff where people have civil disagreements and yeah that happens I guess and I'm alleging criminal Thomas is looking at some serious criminal stuff here you better start figuring that out number four Kevin has been urinating on the property premises resulting in the front yard smelling of human urine now that's like breaking a guy's leg and and criticizing him for limping the landlord has not given any provision for the elimination of human waste okay we're talking pooping and peeing and people have been living for centuries with chamber pots inside of their homes and you do your business and then you pour it out it's a beautiful property with three and a half acres and you pour it out and water the plants okay now um <clears throat> Uh, human urine probably doesn't smell very good, but it, I'm I'm right next to the kitty cats that smell like kit, cat shit, and I'm in between that and the dog dog shit pen and the chicken shit pen. So if my human urine smells worse than the kitty cat shit and the dog shit and the kit, chicken shit, then then I really look forward to Thomas engaging in some mitigation behavior by putting up a porta potty. And he could put it, and I'm hoping that he puts it, I'm requesting that he puts it right next to, you know, in the shed so that it's over by the chickens and it's protected by the rain from the, the roof of the shed. And uh, I can put up a little carpet or something so I don't have to walk on the, on the rocks to get to it. And uh, it costs about $100 a month. Okay. And then that will show Thomas engaging in mitigation behavior and uh, acting as a landlord ought to act and if you don't like smelling human urine then there's that's the provision okay that's how people live this is how you deal with it when you're a landlord you make provision for it and he has made no provision for it now he's complaining about his own lack of provision for what he failed to provide for says, this has been going on for two years and notified Kevin many times. Um, no, I don't piss on the, on the ground. At least, uh, <clears throat> I don't expose, that would be exposed, indecent exposure perhaps. Okay, and it's a chamber pot, okay? And uh, Thomas has never talked about 
this to me. Nobody has, okay? And so notified Kevin many times is complete nonsense. It's bullshit, okay? So that's a lie. There's quite a few lies in this little thing. And uh, a lot of exaggeration. And that's at one of them. Now, one time Thomas entered into the shed where I was in. And uh, without any notice, without knocking, I was there on a Sunday morning and, and I was hiding from his, his vicious dog, closed the doors when I saw him coming, hoping he would walk by and just leave me alone. Instead, he just came right on in and he goes, oh, Kevin, you're here. Oh, uh, I thought you were at church. It's like, dude, this, this is where I, where I live. What, you know, what's the deal? You intrude coming in. It's, that's a total invasion of pro property, privacy, rather. And so I took it outside so we could talk about this in the fresh air and also so he wouldn't see the hammock. And, um, and he had a picture of, uh, of, uh, of, you know, liquid in a, in a, in a, maybe a four, a two inch, three inch hole in the ground. Okay. And I actually have a bottle of Repel that I, that you, you I bought from, uh, over, over the counter or you can buy it, I think, from Amazon or whatever. You know, you just buy this stuff and it's, it repels animals. It's over-the-counter. It's, it's, it's something you, you, you can buy off the shelf, okay, for repelling animals. And that's what I was trying to do was repel his vicious dog. This vicious dog figure out that I'm uh, not some something to be trifled with, okay? And that's what you do. You try these little tricks. And if it works, great. But it didn't work. So... Thomas had a picture of, of what I had mixed that stuff with originally. I think it had bear urine in it. That's what the original product was, was, was bear urine in order to scare away dogs and animals. Okay? So when when he found this one little hole, this is really strange, there's one little hole in the ground where I poured it, poured it in and it stayed liquid. I thought it would just soak right into the ground. So within... Time enough for him for it not to soak into the ground. Thomas got a picture of it, so I believe Thomas has been having a camera on me this whole time, more than a year. Like for instance, when I tried to to dispose of the dead rat in the place that I originally thought the dead rat came from, which I believe was Thomas's dog pen, um, uh, he was immediately down on up there on top of me, taught, you know, caught me doing it. Okay, how do you do that when? You, on a three-acre property, you catch somebody in a in a thirty-foot zone, okay? Just just incredible, unless you got a camera on a guy, okay? My request is that Thomas get rid of the camera. This is an evasion of profit pri privacy, and he's been invading my privacy a lot. <clears throat> on many occasions, Kevin has harmed the family dog by throwing stones. This is not many occasions. It's been, been quite few, okay? And I would ask how Thomas came across this information. Because the times that I have defended myself against his dog, he has been nowhere to be found. And I've got that on video evidence. It's already submitted to the court that you can see that dog sits there barking at me for a long time, preventing me to get go, go where I want to go. Okay? And that is also a form of... Um, uh, <sighs> What do you call it when you, a false arrest? It's a form of false arrest to stop a person from going where they want to go. Okay, with the threat of bodily harm. That's false arrest by his dog. Okay?
And it's also a vicious dog. It's a threat of violence from his dog. It's terrorism. And, the do and Thomas has been using that dog as a negotiation, good cop, bad cop type of technique. And that has all got to stop and has been put to a stop by the court order. And he doesn't realize that it's criminal behavior. And throwing dogs at, or throwing stones at a dog or trying to establish a distance where the dog kind of realizes that he's not, he can't get inside that distance. That's normal human behavior, okay? Going on for centuries. Just like for centuries people have been uh, urinating on the ground, okay? Or whatever it is that they're so upset about, okay? This is how people have lived for centuries, so... Throwing stones. Thomas throws stones at the dog. I have it on video, him throwing. He throws stones at the dog when it attacks the chickens, but he doesn't throw stones at the dog when it attacks me. He's been training the dog to attack me. So it says urinating in and around the dog pen. And Okay, well, not urinating, but pouring uh, bear urine, originally bear urine, and now there's some kind of chemical associated with it. Um, and, uh, deliberately po provoking by holding objects against the dog. The only object I have held against the dog has been my feelings. I've been scared of that dog and angry, okay? No object. He thinks, Thomas thinks that by pointing a camera at the dog, and I've got him on video saying this, by pointing a camera at the dog, that's a provo provoking the dog. Okay? And this is right on the three-day notice. This is bizarre that I even have to respond to it. So whoever his lawyer is that he went and talked to thinks that pointing a camera at a dog is provocation behavior. This is, this is complete nonsense. And it says, with the intent of bringing this up as harassment towards delaying potential eviction process. Well, pointing the camera at the dog, yes, uh, was with the intent of bringing this up as harassment. I didn't know what it was called, it was harassment. I just thought it was a crime. I was witnessing a crime, and I knew there was some, some section in the law somewhere that protected people under these kind of conditions, and I found it as 633.5, okay? And uh, harassment was more, more than harassment. It's a threat of physical violence, okay? And Thomas has been harassing me, and that's just, I think it's civil. I don't think that harassment crosses criminal lines until you have proof of threat, or I don't really know, okay? But yeah, he has been harassing me, and I've been trying to document the criminal side of the behavior. And as part of documenting the criminal side, I ended up documenting quite a bit of the, the basic harassment side, too. So... Uh, towards with the intent, he's telling me what my intent is. My intent is to protect myself. My intent isn't delaying the potential eviction process. I guess I've never really thought about what my intent is for delaying the potential eviction. My intent is protection. And um, calling attention to this evil um, harassment behavior. And, uh, and I also was standing up for my rights. I have the rights as a, as a tenant. And Thomas Renai, I mean, one day before he was served his, uh, his notice, uh, the court order, he was telling me, I don't have rights. I don't have these rights. 
I do have these rights. So that's my intent, is to, to stand up and hold these rights in, in this, you know, situation. My, this is just not right that a person would say you don't have those rights. Okay, the owner is requesting for a background check report. Well, go and do a background check. Now, uh, on, sa on was, it was Saturday that the, the owner brought in the, the lady friend, and, um, or maybe it was Sunday. Yeah, I think it was Sunday. <clears throat> and we had the, the confrontation, and it was on camera, and, um, and then, uh, then my wallet was gone. So, uh, Thomas stole my wallet. Thomas planted that rat. Thomas, just an hour ago, walked across the, uh, the identified boundaries in the, um, in the protective order, okay, and broke the law and took a picture, okay, at 12.32 in the morning, all right? So, I want a background check of Thomas. If he can, if he doesn't think a person has rights in this society and, and can just violate a court order, then there might be something there. But this is just civil stuff. You, you, you request a background check, you do it yourself. You don't steal the guy's wallet. As this was never done in the past. That's his responsibility. Do your own background check. Don't, and they stole my wallet. They stole money from me. They stole my credit. I don't have a credit, my credit card with me right now. I went to the bank today because I switched over to, to the uh, my my new uh, ATM card because the the one got stolen in my wallet and the, and my PIN number didn't work, so causing a lot of trouble. And and so and it's because of his harassment behavior. This is to help with ensuring the safety of the entire owner family. Okay. I go along with helping to ensure the safety of the entire owner's family, and I will submit to an ordinary, like, background check that you would go through for, um, say, employment, I guess. I've had uh, FBI checks a, a couple, several times. I, I got arrested for a DUI when I was living here on Thomas's property. Um, you know, I don't lead a perfect life. And, uh, and it's shown up, uh, uh, you know, getting arrested for DUI and, uh, and okay, but um, there's nothing, I've never been arrested for or charged or anything with, uh, with the kind of harassment behavior Thomas is being alleged to have done. I'm not a violent person. There's no, no violence in my past in terms of my background. Okay, it says, uh, this is help ensuring the safety of the entire owner family living in fear. Okay, you're living in fear? I'm, I'm, I'm talking this uh, under the order of a, of a court order that got violated. You're living in fear? I'm living in fear. I would like Thomas to provide me a security system so that a motion detector camera takes pictures of anybody walking in the front. He's coming by after hours. He came by after hours. That's how he caught me drinking on uh, on the property. Was he came by after ordinary landlord hours, which is uh, your it's 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. I believe. He came by at like 11:30. I was drinking because I was all upset, and that has caused a damage in our relationship because I was really upset about the custody of my son, and he wouldn't let me talk about the custody of my son. He was just upset that I was drunk. Uh, 
a person has a, can get drunk at their own property where they live. I mean, it's not my own property. It's, that's just where I live. People rent apartments all the time and get drunk in their own apartments, okay? That's just the way things are. I, if I struggle with it, I struggle with it. At the time, I was trying... Oh, there's the sound of coyotes. They live pretty close. Um... But that's not, that's kind of a neither here nor there situation in terms of civil law. You can drink on your, on your own, I keep calling it my own property, but I mean, you can drink where you live, okay? When you rent a place, you can drink there. You're allowed to do that unless it's specifically written down against the house rules. And it's not written. This whole thing is a verbal contract and we never said anything about it. Now, during this time, this is when there was no depressed anonymous program. There was no depression program with Celebrate Recovery, and I had no program to uh, to go to, and I was quite depressed. So, how does a person work his recovery program when there is no recovery program to go to? Well, I started Depressed Anonymous in California. I'm the first person, and and for a while the only person in all of California with 40 million people, the only person to have a 12-step depression program was me. Okay, I'm doing what I can to try to overcome my issue. And Thomas is aggravating that issue. I have PTSD and he is pouring even more stress upon me. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, this has helped ensure the safety of the entire owner family. Well, I don't know how to submit to this. I would ask Thomas to submit to the same thing. So let's sit down and talk, and we'll sign some kind of a submission where they get... But the thing is, I don't have the means for doing a background check on Thomas, and he has the means for doing the background check on me. Now he has my wallet as well. So I'm inclined to just say, you know, take a hike on this one. I don't, I don't know. But let's, let's negotiate that one. Uh, I... If you are worried about somebody's past who's living on your property, then uh, I will, you know, uh, submit to a background check as like an ordinary, say, Uber driver would have to would submit to. Okay, I don't think I could work for Uber because of that DUI, but that would pop right up in a background check. Okay, and so living in fear of physical, why are you living in fear of physical harm? You're the one physically harming me. Legal, yes, you should be in fear of legal, uh, not harm. I wouldn't call this legal harm. Me, I am using the legal uh, system to defend myself. Thomas chose this path. I wanted him to do Christian mediation. I even offered to pay the first uh, few hundred dollars if he would have chosen that. He chose to go legal path. This is, this is of his own making. It's not. This is not harm. That's a person engaging in legal defense. And emotional harm. Well, Kevin's the one being emotional harmed here, not Thomas. So the court order says and shows that Thomas is the one engaging in emotional harm and physical threats by way of his vicious dog. Please find the enclosed forms. I found them to be filled. Well, I don't know if I'm going to fill them, so we'll, we're going to have to negotiate that. And submitted to the owner within three days of this notice. 
Well, that if you submit yours to me, somehow, some, some background, then I will submit. I don't know what, what are those? All this stuff to fill out. And he stole my wallet. He has enough information about me. Okay, this is something I'm just not aware of. I don't know what you have to do in order to make uh, Thomas's family feel uh, safe uh, with my background. Um, and I would submit to a reasonable person standard. That's what I sent the email about to. I said, hey, let's do a reasonable person standard. He doesn't want to submit to a reasonable person standard. And that's so fine. Then I had to submit to the reasonable person standard. There's nobody more reasonable than a judge. The judge knows the law and, and she reasonable person standard her way into issuing a court order saying, hey, stop what you're doing. What you're doing is a crime. Okay. And, to, and these guys, uh, um, uh, Thomas uh, isn't even alleging that I'm committing a crime as far as I can see. Well, threatening would be a crime, I think. So he's alleging that I'm threatening and I do not want physical or, or any kind of emotional harm to happen to Thomas and his family because they are generous people, but we have a huge disagreement about my rights and he has been civilly harassing me and he crossed lines of criminal harassment behavior. So that's got to stop and he's going to have to pay fines or whatever. We hope that no harm comes to the dog. It's not the dog's fault. It's Thomas's fault. He has mistrained this dog. And I am been the victim of this crime. He committed a crime to me. So he's going to have to make amends, step eight uh, and nine, in the program that we are both members of, and uh, deal with it. And that's what I'm asking him to do, do his step eight and nine. It says the premises are located, and then it says shared storage use on the front portion. Of a non-dwelling shed. Now notice it says non-dwelling shed. And they know that I have been living in there. And I'm living. So it's kind of a live in. I sleep there sometimes. I might sleep there the rest of the night. When it's nice and warm. I love sleeping over there. When it's cold. Um, there's not enough. Um, that, that area is a little too. Too much. Uh, uh, what do you call. Air space. To heat up and um, it gets a little too cold in the winter so in the summer it's too hot in here and in the winter it's too cold over there <clears throat> so I have been living there he knows I have been living in that shed and it's not up to code it's a it's an unpermitted shed and there's actually a legal thing that people can do by they call it red tagging where it gets determined to be uninhabitable by humans and you have to move the person out and then you have to pay their relocation fee, which might actually be that section 1215 that we are 1250 that we are talking about. And, um, and then it gets really expensive for the landlord. And I'm not even trying to do that. I, I don't mind living in, an, in, a, in a subpar housing situation. There's no, there's no running water inside. There's a faucet over you know, walking across rocky ground. That, that faucet looks like it can fall apart any moment, and I've offered to fix it, and Thomas said no. Um, okay, I don't mind living under those conditions, and I am not complaining about subpar living conditions. But 
in order to kick a person out of there, you have to show cause under that section. And they didn't show this. Thomas did not show cause. Now he's trying to show cause. Okay? There is no cause for getting rid of me. Okay? So he's going to have to deal with it. And he has to deal with it in a non-criminal fashion. And he's digging a hole for himself. And he needs to stop doing it. Try to maybe find some way to, to get us to go and have a good mediation Christian mediation thing going so that he and I can resolve our differences. <clears throat> okay, well, I have more to say because I'm kind of upset at Thomas for engaging in criminal activity against me. And, and in particular because this has been, has damaged in my... Um, my PTSD and and my safety and he's walking across identified lines of uh, boundaries that are written down right in the email I sent to him and the judge read that email on the website www.solvesmartprecariat.org on page what is this page what is this this is I don't even see, does anyone have a page number? CH100 item 7A3, describe harassment. So my copy doesn't have a page number. And then, and then right on this page, line 17, www.12smartprecariat.org, where I've been keeping this, you know, track of some things and, um, and, and in here I say, it says, I have several videos detailing his abuse by way of allowing his vicious dog to charge at me, bark very, underline very, aggressively at me, and even enter the part of the property I live in. Okay, Thomas knows I live here. He's trying to turn around and reclaim or claim that it's been shared space all along, but we had a verbal agreement that I was going to live in there, okay? And I moved in and I lived there. Now all of a sudden he's changing the verbal agreement. I have him on record uh, verbally agreeing to buy my car, buy a car, okay? That he told me to sell the car in order, in order, because he didn't like what it looked like or something because it was parked on the property because I had two cars. So I was driving one, okay? Um, and then... Um, and then I had a DUI, so I couldn't drive it. I could, didn't have a license to drive it, but I was trying to get my my license back. And um, it was just a matter of a, a few short months, I would have been able to drive that car. And then when I sold it to the guy that he he introduced me to, uh, he drove it right off the lot. It was in perfect, it was not perfect, but it was in drivable condition. Okay, so... He acknowledges that he forced me, or used his forcible, he's got a very forcible personality, and, he, and he, he used that force to get me to sell that car to the guy. So he was going to buy me a car. And then I, we looked up the, and right on tape, and okay, fine, how much is that car worth? I, I wanted air conditioning, I wanted a Toyota uh, Corolla DX model because of the air conditioning. And also there's one or two things that are worthwhile, but mostly the air conditioning. And um, I was like a small car, good gas mileage, and then had less than 200,000 miles. Doesn't have to be the latest, greatest car. It's just something that 
that gets me around. And mine had damage to the left rear bumper, which was repairable, probably only about two or three hundred dollars. And um, so it turned out that the price of the thing was uh, uh, $2,600 or something like that. And, th and then Thomas balked and didn't want to or started mumbling the way he does when he, you know, at first he's very forceful and then he gets into mumbling mode once he's confronted with the real information that he's claiming that he's, he's, he's following. So he agreed to buy my car and I, uh, I accepted. That's a verbal agreement now not just a verbal agreement it's on record okay so i expect him to live up to his agreement as part of uh, uh showing mitigation he's going to need to show mitigation in this uh, harassment thing against him this is a serious business and and he's going to need to show mitigation and by walking by 12 30 at night that's not showing mitigation that's a violation of the court order he's not showing mitigation by letting me do improvement projects for instance i was injured myself uh talking to him walking behind him and stepped on the little platform back here in the what i call the alleyway between the motorhome and the shed and uh that's just dangerous so i uh, i'm what i'm going to do is i'm going to repair that and i believe with the situation what we're going to have to develop by hook or by crook through pain or through um, pleasure, um, is we're going to have to develop a reasonable person standard. And right now, the only reasonable person we have access to is that judge, because Thomas refuses to allow any other person to insert reason into the, this, you know, interaction between me and him. So I'm going to say, uh, uh, fix that dangerous, uh, platform that caused me harm, that injured me. Okay, and if Thomas doesn't like it, then he can sue me because this is a mitigation thing. I'm going to mitigate a dangerous condition and Thomas should be doing that as landlord or at least allow me to do it. And what we would be doing under a reasonable person standard is say, well, you know, you should pay me, say, a dollar a minute <clears throat> for that work. And if it takes me two hours, that's what, $120. And so since there's no money being exchanged in our agreement. What, what that should amount to is $120 off of what we have determined to be uh, rent, okay? So let's say he's gonna charge me, uh, uh, or we agree in our new uh, uh, agreement that it's gonna be $300 a month rent. And I just did $120 worth of work in two hours, okay? By fixing and improving his property. That seems pretty reasonable to me. And then uh, you subtract that 120 from the 300 and the guy pays 180 bucks that month for rent. Now, I know that sounds like low rent, but believe me, if I had known how much trouble this was going to be, I would not have moved in. If I had known Thomas was going to criminally harass me, I would have said no thank you. In fact, for a year, I did say no thank you. And I wanted, uh, I was suggesting that Joanne, a mutual friend or somebody we both know from the program, because she needed a place to stay. And he said no. So finally, it was, seemed suitable for me to move in because my other landlord was kind of going nuts too. Something about being a landlord drives people nuts. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, 
And so I moved in and it was a verbal contract, probably not the wisest thing that either one of us have done. And I did not, I would make, I was paying rent. I had regular landlord, right? Or I mean, uh, landlord slash tenant, right? Tenant rights under your average tenant agreement. It was pretty verbal. There's nothing special about it. And so I was moving from a nothing special verbal agreement to into a, a another verbal agreement where I thought I was being the tenant and uh, all of our friends thought I was living in this shed. I thought I was living in the shed. Now all of a sudden Thomas is turning around calling it a shared space that I don't have rights. That's got to end because it says so right in the court order that I get the, um, the defined boundaries of safety and, um, and uh, um, privacy that I asked for. And I asked for them at the front of the shed where I live. And that's where I live, so they're going to have to rewrite this notice to include that I actually do live there. None of this shared space nonsense. There is no more storage of things. The, the storage is in a separate space now. And so the only thing that's shared about it is that Thomas has allowed or agreed to let me use some of the, these things that I'm using like the table and the chair and the furniture. Okay, it's like a furnished apartment, okay? It's not shared space. So you're gonna need to rewrite a three-day notice in order to try to show cause that uh, of why you're trying to kick me out of here, or you're gonna have to change your legal strategy into a 60-day notice and pay the relocation or simply sit down and negotiate under a reasonable person standard. I need Thomas to be reasonable. He has not shown a reasonable person standard and has ended up harassing and what is this that's checkmarked on this uh, civil harassment uh, court order? Harassment, he's intimidated me. He hasn't molested me. I don't know the, why they put that word in there. Attack? Well, his dog sure has attacked me. Thomas has not striked me. But he has stalked me, just like tonight. Threaten? The dog threatens me. Thomas is not a threatening person. Assault? Sexually or otherwise? Well, no sexual assault is being alleged here. I don't really know what the word assault means. I thought assault meant the threat of harm. If you, you know, I'm going to harm you in some way, physically harm you. That's what I thought it meant, but I'm not sure. So, I don't, I don't know what, what assault means. I don't want to allege something that I don't even know what it means. Hit, he has never hit me. Abuse, yes, Thomas has abused me. He's abused his privilege and his rights as landlord. And he needs to implement a reasonable person standard into his uh, authority structure in his life. Destroy the personal property of. I don't want to destroy any personal property of Thomas's. I want to build it. I want to repair things. I want to do those things. And Thomas is not allowing me to do it. And part of it is because he wanted, I think he's worried about his insurance premiums or something going up. Well, he's going to pay a lot more in lawyers now than he ever would have paid in insurance fees. So he shouldn't, he should probably just stop paying the lawyer, sit down and have some kind of mediation uh, session. And we, maybe this would be a lot cheaper than going for lawyers. That's what I'm thinking. And disturbing the peace, he's definitely disturbing my peace. That's on, on video. So if I get sued for an unlawful detainer, then there's going to be a countersuit. And the countersuit is going to be involving 
a very strong allegation of civil harassment, among other things, criminal behavior, and uh, and aggravating my PTSD, and lots of stuff that is not going to be pleasant in a countersuit. Okay, so don't sue me. That's basically was my position is why are you going down this legal path when you could have gone the path of Christian mediation? Well, now you incurred, Thomas, you incurred the legal... Uh, oh, he, Thomas said the reason why is because that was so vague. Well, there's nothing vague about facing a court order. So it's not, in, it's not vague anymore, is it? It's very unpleasant. And it's not going to get any better soon uh, for Thomas. So my suggestion is that he start showing some mitigation behavior. He put in the, uh, the porta potty. It costs a hundred hundred bucks a month while I'm here. He doesn't have to smell urine. It's going to be better for him. That's mitigation on both sides, and and I don't have to worry about trying to use uh, repel or any other thing like urine at the boundaries of the territory to keep the dog away. The dog knows he's entering my territory, but he's confused because he's walking with Thomas. And Thomas is the alpha dog in that relationship. And so the dog just gets confused and thinks it's his job to come in and harass me. And Thomas doesn't think anything of it. Well, that's criminal behavior, unfortunately. Okay, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I'm going to be sending this audio file. My computer has pretty much died on me. Um, uh, memory requirements are more than what I can deal with uh, with this crazy Chromebook uh, uh, the way that they have their architecture structured so I ended up buying a different laptop uh, so maybe I'll be able to more efficiently communicate we don't know um, there's a lot of unknowns in the this altercation of, uh, of ideals I don't know what this uh, what our disagreement why it's here. It would be helpful to know why this ever came about. Thomas doesn't think I have rights, and I think I have rights. That's kind of the basic of the disagreement. Um, now Thomas, I believe, is coming around to realizing that I do have rights. And that he's going to have to honor them. And the fact that he didn't honor them turned out to be a crime. And I was telling him that it was a crime. And he didn't think that I was worth listening to. So maybe now he'll listen. And my hope is that if he does listen and implement a, a reasonable person standard in his life, that in reality that's going to make him a much more uh, effective um, manager of people. He's a boss. He's a, a, got a lot of authority at his job. And if he implements a reasonable person standard feedback loop into his interactions with the people that he works with, that he has authority over, people are going to love working for him. Because he's going to be reasonable and approachable. And if he shoots an idea down, then they have a way of, of asking him to, re, to look at it again because a reasonable person said it was a good idea. And that's going to make him extremely effective as a boss. So the wife gave us lemons, and I would hope that Thomas could make lemonade off of that. <sighs> okay, well, I know, long-winded response... Uh, but Thomas incurred it instead of me writing it tomorrow. 
I'm I'm recording it, so uh, without, as far as I know, any pauses in the re recording, and uh, still have plenty of other thoughts to uh, engage in, and I'll send this by email, and uh, hopefully I can load this up. I've been having trouble loading things up into email and getting things to work uh, on across uh, the T-Mobile network, but that's just the way things are. That's my own issues. And, um, and if I can't get this, uh, to you, then I, I will try to transcribe it or something or try to write it or something. So I, I need more, may need more time to respond, but I'll at least give, give you a response. I already responded initially the, the part one within minutes so that, uh, already, you know, that those boxes are up there in storage. Within minutes, I responded. All right, there's going to be an update. <clears throat> Too many things been going on, so I'll explain what happened. Okay, so during this, the height of all of this stuff between me and my landlord, T-Mobile put a restriction on my bandwidth usage, so it went down to trickle. I couldn't even do kilobits per second, and that meant that I couldn't even update recordings on Anchor. I couldn't update my podcast. I couldn't upload files onto my Google Drive. I couldn't um, log into uh, the other things. I mean, these were critical, critical things I was trying to do to try to get um, the word out and to save or, or to to be to make myself safer to, to have a bit of safety as a precariat class member. So uh, this entire thing about uh, recording things and putting it up and that is how I chose to deal. Oh, and I couldn't log into my Zoom uh, meetings for Depressed Anonymous. So this is how I chose to deal with my anxiety for this situation was depressed anonymous put it up into the anchor so as uh podcasts and up onto my website to uh take the videos that are of uh criminal behavior and um and file the the, the motion and um all kinds of shit has gone on in the last few days and right now what i'm looking at i'm just going to talk about where i am now maybe i can go backwards and explain the one or two or three or four or five fucking things Right now, today, my my wallet has been stolen by the landlord. The he had planted a apparently a planted a rat into my um shed. There was a, there's a dead rat smell over at the dog pen somewhere, and I couldn't find it. And then um and then suddenly the dead rat smell was over right inside of my my shed. So I found the dead rat, and I was disposing it where the dead rat smell originally came from. So I. I don't know if that's improper disposal or whatever, but so it's what thirty feet between here and where the where the dog's pen is. So in that short amount of time, the landlord came down here and caught me doing that. Now, isn't that just mighty fucking convenient? And isn't it just mighty fucking convenient that when he served me a three day notice, he's asking for a background check, and ever since. Um, I had that incident with him and his friend coming in without notice. Uh, my wallet has been gone. It's been stolen. 
just a little too fucking convenient. Anyways, I did get the the restraining order signed by the judge, so it was in effect. But uh, a lot of a lot of anxiety, man. I mean, when your bandwidth use gets trickled down, and they don't even tell you, and then you call in and try to get help, and then the, the technician is is very um, patronizing. Well, you know, you're watching a lot of videos. Hey, fuck you. My fucking life is in danger here. You know, yeah, everybody says that. You know, fuck off. Okay? So I went through T-Mobile three times. They said it would be removed. Nope. Second time, would be removed. Nope. Third time, hopefully it's been removed. They, they upgraded me each time, and now I'm up to 22 gigabyte plan. The thing is, they don't even tell you that your, your account is tethered. And when I called in the first time, or, or the second time, the technician's going, oh, it's because of the tithering. What the fuck is tithering? You don't even pronounce it right. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's when I'm at the height of my fucking anxiety, and I try, this is how I chose to process this. And, uh, no, that's probably not the right way to be processing this kind of thing. But how else are you supposed to access the levers of power in our society, unless you can do this thing with information. And you have to do it cheaply. And they, they just limit your ability to get to information. They don't even fucking tell you. And then when they do tell you, they say, oh, well, we'll remove it. And then they don't. And, oh, we'll remove it. Oh, and then they don't. And then, so then they said it would be removed. I'm pretty sure it's removed because I can do this right now. But, well, as a result of all the backed up data that I had, I was trying to transfer... I lost a ton of data off of my phone. So my phone is a T-Mobile phone, and it's gone. And it's critical uh, criminal information in the last few days. So I went down and tried to get them to help me to recover it. No, we can't do that. Of course, I'm trying to I'm trying to do that video on a uh, video the the supervisor saying that bullshit. And the first is the person, and they I can only do this. I can't do that. And then you get the supervisor. I can only do this. I can't do that. I'm pretty sure they can do a lot of shit that they say they can't do. If it was their their dad or their grandchild or or their best friend coming in saying, mm -mm, you know, this guy is totally fucking harassing me, putting a dead rat in my thing and i need to be able to document that fucking behavior okay you know what can you fucking do oh don't worry huh? i think you do this do that go to you know but but a customer nope can't do it and then uh, right at the same time yesterday i tried to buy a new computer over at targets because i'm tired of this computer this computer just drops you i mean right now i can't even access my my um Google One account from files. When you open up files, you're supposed to be able to just click things into the Google One. It can, it's not even showing up. Stuff like that. And it's like, I, at this point, I could have lost all of my data on my Google One account. It's just bizarre. So I decided I want to go back to the old architecture. At least you can save things on, on you know, your... Um, local drive and then if shit happens then at least it's still saved like i have a, i'm looking at my computer my old computer and I'm sure the screen died the screen is toast but that hard drive still stores that data whatever it was probably isn't getting important right but this shit is important this is life-threatening shit and going in there t-mobile little, little life-threatening oh well i can't help you 
I mean, I am seriously aggravated. This is just incredible. And so then last night, yes, you guys know I am seriously aggravated. Last night, under the under the provisions of this court order, I have this boundary thing where there's a, supposed to be a privacy boundary. Last night at 12.32 in the morning, I hear footsteps going across in front of the motorhome. And then I saw a flash photo, photo of apparently at the front of the uh, shed. Complete violation of this um, court order. So just lots and lots of shit going down. Still going down even though there's a court order in place. I call the, the police. They can I file a report. Oh, you got to wait until at 12 noon to file that report. <laughs> can you fucking believe it? Um, so I'm going to buy a motion detector, a, not an alarm. I don't want the alarm. I want the camera with no lights. I don't, want another, I don't want them to know that the motion detector went off. They're doing stuff when they don't realize they're being recorded that they wouldn't do it when they're recording. And once it was being recorded, Thomas brought in somebody recording me, but, and he, he's basically they were recording their own criminal behavior so this is uh, oh and then he's, he's trying to log on to zoom and the zoom guy is giving me the blow off and it's like dude there's about one in four people in america out of 340 million people okay uh are depressed so what is that about eight eighty 90 million people okay so 90 million people are depressed you pay 10 bucks a month that's 90 million 900 million dollars a month okay so that's essentially a 10 billion dollar customer or client and they were just giving me the blow off i mean nobody else can can uh, all the other customers he had you can't do that that kind of a um, back of the envelope calculation. So how how you how much potential this has as a customer? It's everybody knows that this could happen, and it could happen because of Zoom. And I finally ended up on the Zoom guys with a Zoom thing talking to him, saying, "Look, when you, when somebody's in you know deep shit, you got to treat them like they're in deep shit. And if they can tell you that you're." It's a $10 billion account and you listen to it and it's not bullshit, then you need to treat them like they're a $10 billion account. And that was kind of, kind of like how he started to treat it. And, um, he's going to keep this, this, uh, ticket open. And, uh, and I said, well, what we need is we need to be able to test multiple sockets on these tickets because that's not acceptable. And also we need to, when people have problems, they can just dial right in and say, well, I'm with this client. Treat me right. Get this roof fixed. You're going to deal with T-Mobile that's going to restrict people to their access to Zoom, which can save your life when you're depressed. Okay? They're restricting access without telling you. And you're trying to process it by putting up, say, Anchor uh, uh, podcasts. They're restricting your access without telling you. And then when you do call, they're uh, dismissive. And they're trying to get you to upgrade and all that stuff. It's like, 
Dude. Um, I don't mind upgrading, but this isn't because I'm downloading pornography at gigabytes per second, okay? It's because this is a life-fucking-threatening situation, and you guys are treating me like, like dog shit. This is bullshit. Okay, well. Uh, this is so hard. Sometimes. It's so hard to work your program when you can't log on. Okay, right now I cannot go to a depressed anonymous meeting physically because of coronavirus. And I finally can go to depressed anonymous meetings. Um, uh, what do you call it? Virtually, okay. It, but at the very height of when I was in the middle of all this anxiety and my safety is in danger with that fucking dog and I am being harassed and I've the courts got legal definition that this is harassment, that this is criminal behavior. Even last night, right at the height of all this, I don't have access to the tools of my own program. And... You know, God says uh, he has overcome the world. Well, you know, uh, I sure got lucky, I guess, or God was with me. But this is how people end up just losing it. You're trying not, you know, you're trying to not do drugs. You're trying not to lash out. You're trying not to beat the fuck out of the landlord who come into your, your, uh, where you live. Okay. Um, and then when you you show you have the video of you not beating the fuck out of your landlord who came in with no notice, and you lose that fucking video because T-Mobile. Okay, just just fucking incredible. 